0: Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 37, snails without shells. I was in my twenties before it dawned on me that slugs are just snails without shells. Insert the mind blown emoji here. Both snails and slugs are gastropods, a subgroup of the animal phylum mollusca, and their similarities are obvious. Which raises the question, which came first, the snail or the slug? And because we talk about all things marine here, we need to rephrase that question. Which came first, the snail or the sea slug? If you're not familiar with sea slugs, you are in for a real treat. They are right up there with sharks and octopus as people's favorite marine organism. When I say sea slug, or nudibranch, which is another term with specific meaning but is often applied in a very general sense to these organisms, I really mean a widely diverse group of shell-less marine gastropods that may not necessarily be closely related. It turns out there are several lineages of sea slug-type organisms that have evolved independently. The shell question is easily answered by the fossil record. Mollusks go way back in the fossil record, at least to the Cambrian era, some 500 million years ago, and may even reach back to the pre-Cambrian fauna, 550 million years ago. The gastropods, the group of mollusks that includes snails and slugs, appears for sure in the Devonian era, about 400 million years ago, with some possible contenders in the fossil record even earlier. And what the fossil record shows for sure is that gastropods have shells. Having a single shell is the ancestral state for these animals, and maybe even all mollusks. When you construct a family tree of a group of related organisms, you do so based on shared traits, whether they are morphological, aka shape traits, things you can easily observe, or molecular, aka genetic traits, things you can observe only using the tools of molecular biology. Ancestral traits are those found at the root of the tree, traits you find on all or most of the branches because they evolved early in the common ancestor to all the species on the tree and were passed on. Having a single shell is a trait like this for gastropods, which means that any gastropod that doesn't have a shell, like our sea slugs and nunibranchs, had to lose that shell through evolution. If we look even more closely at snails, As we have done in several past episodes, we know that they undergo some serious contortions to fit their bodies into their shells, namely a process called torsion, in which the gut and other key viscera rotate 180 degrees so that both the mouth and the anus have access to the outside environment through the one opening in the shell. Torsion occurs during the larval stage as the baby snail develops. Ontogeny is the developmental progression of an organism. And while it is falsely said to quote, recapitulate phylogeny, or basically take an organism through its evolutionary history while it develops as an embryo, we do see some echoes of this in the development of sea slugs. When they're juveniles floating around as planktonic larvae, they have shells and they undergo torsion. As they mature, however, they shed their shell and undergo detorsion meaning they untwist their bodies and reorient their viscera fore and aft, with the mouth at the head and the anus at the posterior or other end. Another big difference between snails and sea slugs is how they get their oxygen. Most aquatic snails have gills inside their mantle cavity, inside their shell. Sea slugs, because they have no shell, are more free to absorb oxygen from the surrounding water. In fact, the name nudibranch means naked gill. Some have many finger-like projections called serrata on their backs, which serve many purposes, including gas exchange, and inspire evocative names like shag-rug nudibranch. Others have a ring of gill-like projections around their anuses. Shedding their shells gave the various sea slug-like gastropods freedom to evolve different but similar means of getting the oxygen they need. Without shells, however, they lack the primary defensive infrastructure of all the other shelled gastropods, When most snails are threatened, they can withdraw completely into their shell and pull their trap door, called an operculum, shut tight. Without this option, sea slugs employ a variety of methods of making themselves unpalatable or perhaps even toxic to potential predators. One of my favorite ways is called Kleptonidae. Klepto refers to theft and Nidae refers to the stinging cells of another group of marine organisms, the cnidarians, which includes jellyfish, corals, hydroids, and anemones. Many sea slugs and nudibranchs have evolved a way to both feed on cnidarians unharmed and steal their stinging cells, appropriating them for their own defense. That is some fancy and effective evolution right there. We're out of time today, but we'll talk about some of the different species of sea slugs and nudibranchs we find right here in the Gulf of Maine region in future episodes. This has been episode 37 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The show is produced on Wabanaki land. Check out photos of sea slugs on our Instagram. Search at The Essential Rhythm. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Siddhartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening, and join us next week.